Friday we began a new series of messages called Prevail, coming out strong on the other side. And uh, because we weren't all together last Sunday, I just want to uh, kind of lay the groundwork for what we're what we're talking about here. And uh, then we'll. Uh, and by the way, I promise you, I am not going to preach my normal. 20-minute sermon. Right. Once you use your imagination for just a minute, imagine that you are uh, in a setting like this, or at a park, and you're you're like 10 years old. You're with your dad. Hopefully, that's a positive experience for most of us. You're with your dad. You're little. You're your little child. Your daddy's holding your hand, and you're just spending the day together. In your daddy's grip, you're secure. Life is good. You're happy, all is well in the world. Now, imagine as you're walking hand in hand with your daddy, some thugs jump out of the bushes, run over to you, grab you by the other hand, and start pulling you as hard as they can, trying to separate you from your dad. They pull with all their might. Now, that's going to be a frightening experience. What you just imagined fictionally is what actually happens spiritually to you pretty much every day. See, the minute that we begin walking hand in hand with God, there are forces, there are circumstances, there are experiences, maybe even there are people who do their best to pull you away from your relationship with your Heavenly Father to separate you. It might be suffering, it might be doubt, it might be uh, the loss of a loved one, it might be depression, it could be any number of things. So what we're doing in this series is we're looking at those things that do their best to separate you from your God. This morning, we're going to look at a second, and it is anger. Now all these messages are built on Romans 8, where Paul says... What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing. We're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. So, anger is one of those things that has a potential to separate us in our relationship with God. That's what our passage says this morning. Let's look together at the outline if you have it. Matter of fact, let's read this passage together from James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Know this, my dear brothers and sisters. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. This is because an angry person doesn't produce God's righteousness. In other words, if you harbor anger in your heart and in your spirit towards somebody, your witness, your walk with God is going to be on hold. You cannot live a life that is pleasing to God because passage, this passage says... Those who are angry cannot produce God's righteousness. We don't need to underestimate the devastating power of anger. Somebody said we should never forget that anger is only one letter away from danger. Think about that. What I want to do today is to talk about how anger can pull us away in our, from our relationship with God. 
Now, before we do that, we need to distinguish between anger and righteous indignation. We ought to be angry when children are abused or neglected. We need to be angry when we see children shot to death in Chicago and in our inner cities. We need to be angry when we see injustice. That's righteous indignation. It's a good thing. And it promotes us to seek justice. What we're talking about here, what the passage of Scripture is talking about, is the anger that sometimes invades personal relationships. Okay? In our relationships with one another. Here's the reality. All of us are prone to get angry from time to time. It's going to happen. Now, anger that lasts for a few minutes or maybe even a few hours is not going to do a whole lot of harm in your spiritual life and your relationship with God. But anger that goes on for days, weeks, months, anger that lingers to the point that it becomes a part of you, it has potential to separate us, dampen adversely our relationship with God. And that's true even if the anger is justified. You see, if you're angry at someone, what that person did, what that person said, your anger may be warranted. But that's not the question. The question is not, is that anger justified? The question is, is that anger beneficial in your life? Is it strengthening your walk with God? I guarantee you the answer is no. So I just want to share four things real quick about how anger has the potential to separate us from God and then close out with talking about how we prevail. Four things. Look at your outline. First of all, anger has the potential to separate us from God because it distorts your view of that other person. God wants you to view other people. God wants you to see them as a child of God. God wants you to see them as a brother or sister in Christ. God wants you to see the very best in that other person. When you are angry at that person, when anger gets the upper hand, I guarantee you that is not the way you view that person. You view them as negatively as you can. When you're angry at that person, you start looking at them and say, Boy, that person sure is a jerk. Can you believe how, how, how she dresses? I can't believe that. I tell you what, she sure has been putting on the weight. She looks horrible. That's the lousiest excuse for a human being that I think I've ever known. You see, when anger is allowed to fester in our heart, it changes our view of the other. We don't see the good in them any longer. We all, all we see is what's wrong with them, what's not right. Secondly, anger has a tendency to adversely affect our walk with God because it violates God's intent for you toward that other person. What's God's intent for you toward that other person? God's intent is that you show love, that you show compassion, that you show kindness, that you show encouragement. I guarantee you, when anger gets the upper hand, I promise you, that is not what is flowing from you to that other person. Anger has a way of drying up 
our desire to be nice and thoughtful. Let's bring this home, make it real, make it personal. Is there somebody right now that you are really, really angry at? Other than me for going on and on in this sermon, okay? Is there somebody you're really, really angry at? Let me ask you. Feeling the way you do right now about that person, what have you done in the last couple of days to be really nice and thoughtful to them? Probably nothing. Because, see, that's what anger does. It disrupts God's intent for you toward that other person. Think about this thirdly. It damages our prayer life. A healthy prayer life is one in which we're praying for the people who, that we're upset with. Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 encourages us, actually instructs us to pray for our enemies. To pray for those who persecute us. Basically pray for those that we're angry with. And why does He say that? It's because He doesn't want anger to get the upper hand. He doesn't want anger to get the best of us. And He knows that when we are, that when we pray for people that we are angry with, prayer has a way of diffusing and dissolving the anger. The irony is that if we allow anger to fester, it keeps us from praying for those for that other person in the first place. Here's the simplest way I could say it. Praying for others dissolves anger, but anger keeps us from praying for others. One of those is going to define you and me. So when it comes to this, in your spiritual life, you are either praying for others that you are angry with, or you are angry with others so you aren't praying for them. If the latter is true, anger is damaging your prayer life. And then finally, anger has capacity to pull us away from our walk with God because it interferes with your capacity for joy. If you are eaten up with anger toward somebody, your ability to be happy, your your ability to experience joy is going to be short-circuited and you're going to miss out on a lot of wonderful experiences in life. When we planned to have this worship service out here this morning, when we were talking about that, we realized that you know there may be some some folks who are going to get upset. There may be some folks who might even get angry that we're having the service out here. Well, let me tell you, we're going to have a great day today. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to it's going to be a great great day. But if right now, if you're the least bit angry about being here, I promise you, you're going to miss out on a lot of the joy and the fun that we're going to have. That's what anger does. So, let me wrap this up. We've established that anger has the potential to separate us from God, to 
overtake us to derail our relationship with God. So the question is, how do we prevail over anger? How do we keep anger at bay so that we rise above it and don't let it control us? The answer is simple, but it's not what you might think. You see, you might think I'm going to say, well, we need to pray that, say, God, remove my anger. God, uh, help me to, to love that other person. Help me, Lord, to forgive that other person. God's going to say back, don't, don't ask me that. I've already given you the ability to do every one of the things you just asked. So here's, here's the solution. Keep anger at bay. Ask God to bless it. Ask God to bless your anger. Ask Him to affirm it and support it. You know what He's going to do? He's not going to do it. He's going to put a restlessness within your spirit and convict you and let you know that the attitude you're harboring is not right. And there's no way He's going to bless it. He's going to let you know a sense of conviction in your spirit. He's going to let you know how disappointed He is in you that you are harboring that attitude. And He's going to work in your heart to help you realize your need to give it up, to lay it aside, to love and to forgive. So this morning, let me just close by saying anger isn't meant to win over you. You're meant to prevail over anger. Is anybody you're angry with right now? Family member, friend, somebody at work? If that anger is allowed to fester and stays within you longer than a couple hours, the longer it festers, the longer it lingers, the greater its capacity separate you your walk with God. Why? Because an angry person cannot produce God's righteousness. He's, he's created you and me to prevail over anything and everything that tries to unravel our love and our walk with Him. Anger is one of those things. Let's pray together. Well, God, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for all that's going to happen. And we just pray your blessings upon us. It's in the name and spirit of Christ that we pray. Amen.